We're in a band. The Charles Band. You know, the Full Moon Empire. I'm your host, Sully. I'm going to solidify why Empire Pictures and Full Moon has fucked up everyone's life for the better. Here, from the good, the bad, and the sequel. It's not Jamie. It's Doug Dietz. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Cam? Very good, sir. How are you, my dude? Good. Excited to talk about not only Full Moon that the people think about. Because you think Full Moon and you think there's just like this one part of Full Moon, you know? Yeah. Like Killer Dolls. Romanian like Vampires. Baby, baby, all the newer stuff, right? But then <laughs> there's like the family movies yeah. that they did for a little bit, too. So and I, I, might have a, I might have a prop here. Uh, for one of those oh, careful movies. guys but uh, we're opening up hell's gate <laughs> let's go fishing <laughs> so yeah uh there's been numerous ones obviously I'm, no one can see this but we got the it came from the video store aisle because of the green screen i'm getting I'm, it's like blocking it but is that demonic it. toys it looks yeah. like doll man yeah, it came from the video aisles. That was a good book. There's another one recently called Pulling the Strings. And uh, it's just interesting how he's been the focus of so many books. Sometimes even put in the same conversation. I mean, for God's sakes, Charles did a documentary where he and Roger Corman just have a giant conversation for two hours. So, I mean, I like you say, it's been in parts of our lives. It's been embedded. We didn't always know the name of it. There's so many Twilight Zone and Star Trek and even sitcom mm -hmm. actors in these damn movies. It's just unreal. And to even see how everyone in every single interview has pretty much said, hey, Charlie, pretty nice guy. His brother Richard has scored, you know, History Channel and Stargate and other documentaries and uh, his father formed the company he took it over and everyone who's been on set even if they thought the movies were stupid has said hey professional quick film shoot you, you'll see plenty of bizarre outer limits or babylon 5 type genre people in them even just others just sometimes you see people from all these other goofy made for tv directed video movies like the AIP and PM Entertainment Group guys, they literally went from one set to the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they walked next door. But no, I like to to talk about what you just said. I've interviewed some special effects guy that worked on like the blob, the, the remake of the blob, like all these big movies like Freddy's Dead in the eighties so and nineties. Right? And then they're working on uh they worked on Evil Bong and it was seven seven seven. And they just talked about like how crazy it was with what he was building, like this giant, like abraham lincoln or the elvis the giant elvis creature looking guy mm -hmm. and he just said like it's so fun because you're kind of doing like this like kind of like guerrilla filmmaking because you're doing it on a shoestring budget kind of like roger corman you're making whatever's with it and you're you're making movies and that's what that's what he's been able to do for so long so many other studios fold somehow he knows the process of making these just keep making money so he can keep doing it a thousand percent and it's while it's even more i'm not sure what's funnier where they get the money versus how they make all these shortcuts and make what takes a 20 million dollar movie to do and they get it done in like a few weeks but yeah it's it's so unreal if you love that you gotta seek out there's this great podcast that's everything planet of the apes called talking ape oh Otter i've heard of it i gotta watch it. i'm a huge Otter skywalker's network guy. I think it's Tony Bechtel or whatever, I think, is the main host. And it's so funny. 
he gets a bunch of fan mail and one time someone who had seen him do like puppeteering for like i think both chucky and a full moon movie back when vhs had a special feature after the program had finished uh someone got that and uploaded it to him he's like holy shit i for you know he couldn't curse it's pg program but he was guffawing uproariously he's like i forgot this was a thing and i actually got interviewed and he is he reminds me very much of chris wallace you know the award winner uh effects guy behind the fly and uh, and enemy mine and how he would always talk about how when he worked on the first gremlins how he put his back out (laughs) even reminds me of some of the other jim henson mystery science theater guys who can be off color he's (laughs) it's the best kind because like you say he is he hears everything everyone has to say and he's just happy that anyone wants to talk about it instead of just like you say being selective or depends on the day like tom savini (laughs) (laughs) it's just interesting how a lot of these guys they just have a fun sense of humor that and i love charlie bannon himself because he just says straight up if you don't want me to make more of these movies stop fucking buying them i'm like thank (laughs) you that's hysterical you see so many people who just i mean you can sound like, you know, bitter after a while. Like Roger Corman would always do the whole, you don't appreciate low budget. And it's like, it, just blow it off, guys. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen. <laughs> and then you're right. Others. If people don't buy, if people don't buy the tickets to the movies, just like uh, nowadays when it comes to like original movies, like even this past weekend, a, ri- a couple of original movies came out. They didn't do too well. And yeah. it's not, and it's not that people don't want to make original movies, but they don't, make money which kind of sucks because you won't get original ideas you only have studios nope. like the lower budget b-movie studios that are kind of trying something that's on different yeah. yeah that's that's the only way that you can try something that's like different uh, it's a very problematic i mean i'm really a lot of people yes the average user they'll tell you foobar is pretty fucking hysterical arnold's new sitcom i'm seeing yeah, like every other so person just eviscerate it and i'm like ah. see this is one problem mistake Arnold make. Never marry a Kennedy. Because if they hate yeah, you, never mind. They, they control the media, so they will yeah. fucking destroy you if they don't Or like don't you. cheat on a Kennedy. That's probably what it is. Don't, don't cheat, cheat on, on a Kennedy. Because if they were still together, everybody would be like, oh my God, the, it's going to be one of the Academy Award. I feel like he kind of did this to spite his marriage, because like his ex-wife on the sitcom is Hispanic. So you're like, yeah, this is very meta. You know his, his wife is on the show? It's the, uh, great, the Austin uh, Powers Babylon Five gal. <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, I always think of her in summer school as well. She's a foreign Ooh, exchange. Yes, she student. was on yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's been around forever. <laughs> she posted that. I'm like, that's so cool for stuff. Like, that's what's great about Hollywood because I've interviewed so many people, uh, like actresses, and they get aged out of Hollywood. Like men, they basically Ageism. like you get to like 30 yeah. or something. They're like, all right, we're gonna put some gray in your hair, and you're gonna make you look older. But women, they're like, you're out. You hit 30, yeah. then you can't be an attractive younger. It's like, come on, man. Look at people like Barbara right. Cranston. Unless you got just she like the like best surgery looks, yeah. or Olay makeup in the world. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. Why should yeah. someone like her, just because her name's not Julia Roberts or Julianne Moore, not can anyone? I know. You know it's, no, it's ridiculous. And you don't have to win an award to prosper either. So it's just like, what do you guys want? <laughs> what do you yeah. want? And Charlie... I think the difference between him and like you say, some of the other knockoff guys who will are can seem very nice, but clearly should pick a different profession like selling cars is 
he again he has a sense of humor and he will remind you fucking laugh at this this is stupid why would you take this seriously and he has fun he has the 90 minute rule half the time he steps into the chair and i think that's what i respect about him even more and when he was doing all these shitty movies post-covid i mean i can't blame him for that either he wanted to keep his empire up and running he wanted to just keep going never say die i like that mentality as opposed to the asylum where they're like hey let's see how crazier we can get with this while doing sharknado to death (laughs) yeah yeah and it's funny like you mentioned roger corman before one of roger corman's go-to guys is now full moon uh jim wanorski he said the bigfoot or bust i saw that oh my god 55 i interviewed uh jim he's quite the character but he's done like one of my favorite uh kids movies uh, that's actually like how Munch- i discovered you my dude oh munchie is that how we're- oh, oh, oh because you're a jim interview <laughs> okay i think you're a munchie, so fan. Weird. I have a munchie post i have my munchie poster over there but my daughter loves it and they're like fun movies they, they hey really the, the character does he make any sense no because he doesn't help the kid he's some kind of alien i guess when he looks like uh I don't know, like a chipmunk sort of yeah and he's voiced <laughs> by two old old actors doing Wasn't jokes in... no, no it was i've uh, uh dom deloise in the in the it's kind of because it's actually a sequel but the original one's munchies which yes. it's nothing to do with that one but munchie strikes back that is the guy from wkrp cincinnati i should know his name he just passed away. Oh, like I think I ago. know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but he was good as Munchie too. They were both great, but they did all like really old jokes. But anyway, now that uh, the movie seems to be working good because he has Jim doing another one already, I think because he did I like saw uh, Killbots. Yeah, Killbots, which is like a sort of shopping mall to, sequel. Yeah, yep. And he did the Ch- Attack of the Fifty Foot Cam Girl. There's a sequel to that already. So <laughs> not like I'm not like Jim would listen to me. But I, I'm friends on Facebook and I'll comment. I'll be like, how about another munchie? You got you got this guy's ear. Why not? You know, it's funny like, how he's a very grumpy man and he seems to vary by person. It's yeah. so funny. I've even seen uh, I had. You can let me know if I should edit this out. Uh, he had one no. podcast he was on, which was called like Bad Movies or some shit. And he. He was fine participating in it. And then I saw other people he was on, like the schlock pit. And he's like, oh, I don't want to be on it because it's called schlock. It's like, oh, dude. <laughs> so he's very selective. Sometimes he has to, you know, be paid for for an interview. And other times he'll do it for free if he's bored. He's you, you never know. But I do feel like he and Fred Olin Ray like to fuck with fans after a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fred's cool, too, man. I like him. Because they, they're kind of the same. They had a lot of that. Same actors like work for them. Skip Max and everything. Oh, I love Andrew Stevens, man. Great. Oh, yeah. You know, as close as I've been to him was talking to the director of Ballistic Experts. Good good stories about him. I heard from uh, Jim, he had good stories. And I interviewed a few other people that worked uh, cinematographer or on Munchie. I heard from Beverly Gray how whenever he was filming those Night Out, Night Eyes movies, how oh all he God. would be wearing was a sock. Oh, um, my God. Because <laughs> in the third Night Eyes, the, the third Night Eyes movie, because I wanted to cover that to mess with Jamie, was uh, it has uh, Gene Simmons' wife in it. Yes, it She's does. in it. And her sister. Mm-hmm. And her sister. And they do like a weird like 
they're the same person in it or something. I remember. Yeah, really? Yeah. That's bizarre, man. What it is very doing? bizarre. Uh, the first one I saw was part four, just because I had Casper Van Dien. <laughs> it's barely oh, yeah, dude. anything to do with it. He comes in, shoots a guy while robbing the place, and then the rest of it is just schlocky fun. But yeah, uh, Andrew is like Roger. He can be, he can vary. Basically, anyone who got fired by him spied some and other people who worked for him for a little while had fun stories. And it just varies. It's kind of like Joel Silver, I call it, but on a low budget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Long story short, Warner Brothers and HBO, when they made a deal with franchise pictures, which I kind of consider Canon Films 2.0, <laughs> I mean, given all the embezzlement and money they had, is just like <laughs> basically they were doing good for a while. And surviving all the bad reviews and then the Battlefield Earth scandal. That's pretty much what killed them. They never recovered from that. And then really? I gotta having read more all about those that. acclaimed David Mamet movies, you know, that didn't make any bank and other Stallone failures. That's pretty much what undid them. But <laughs> and that was like the so eye-opening to me. I'm not trying to go too much on a tangent, but like when I saw, hey, there's all these movies like Spartan. And they were only in theaters for two weeks and made barely any bank. That's embarrassing. That should be a punishment suited for Jiggly, not for this movie. But yeah, I mean, I was a big fan of Ballistic Experts of Sever and just talking to people over the years and getting the chance to talk to the director was a blast because he had no idea how much a similar career he had to like Albert Pion and even John Woo at times where it's just like there's just a lot of Asian bigotry back in Hollywood back in the day. And oh, I know, dude. I just, uh, I interviewed, uh, it comes out tomorrow. I don't know when this is coming out, but it's coming out on June 1st. I interviewed uh, Jeffrey Reddick, who created and I wrote. I love that dude in Final Destination. Yeah. yeah, so I chatted with him. And again, it's a reality. And like, even though you and I were probably like kids at the time, like early 90s, obviously <laughs> even before that. But like, if you were like African-American or or mixed race, it then exist. it was yeah. like, you know what? Because he wanted to be an actor, but his agent was like <laughs> honest with him and said, like, they're not hiring for any roles for you. And it's like, wow. Yeah. For anybody that says, hey, you know, what's going on? Why are, why are people complaining about stuff? It's like, dude, that's not that long ago. And then 30 years before that, the world was a different place, too. So it's like, it's like every well, now that we're seeing fandoms get toxic, I think pretty much the people who this is where bringing it around to Charles Van, I think this is why he works well is because. He doesn't tell people off, but he just reminds them, hey, I don't care what you have to say. So that just gives them the invite. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> you know, yeah. And everyone else kind of just falls victim into it. There's almost always someone who just decides I'm going to be a stuck up piece of work. And it's like, well, why why go there? And yeah, I, I think the other direct view guys just kind of fell apart after a while just because I guess if they didn't get a big head, then I guess they just decided I don't want to deal with this person or what have you, or the studio notes. And it's like, well, you're going to have to anyway. So you might as well just, just read them the riot act. Usually that works. <laughs> yeah. And he never, opinion. one thing that was great about Charles and was smart for him. He never, and not saying maybe he wanted the opportunity and just never did it, but I, I, <laughs> I don't see him being like that. Uh, like, like riding a star, like like Stallone with uh, with Cannon, like hey, we're gonna give you all this money. Contrast. That is basically like we're gonna give you all this money, and it's basically gonna be the whole budget for the entire movie. So everything else <laughs> is gonna be kind of filler. The script's not gonna be good. Like I think it was over the top was the one that That's he basically one that paid him like the entire yeah. yeah. And they had so many like 
good movies that made hits. Like Barfly is a really solid movie. Uh, Runaway Train, solid movie. But so then he fun. would do all these other movies that he was paying these stars. I think because it was like to have the power and the money, it'd be like, hey, I got Stallone in my movie. Like this guy's like <laughs> the biggest guy in Hollywood. But it definitely backfired. But no, with Charles, he was smart with the movies. Like I just talked to Sam Irving, uh, the director was a of Oblivion. wonderful dude. All the Zelvira yeah. stories. So, oh, dude, out of this world. He, you can't repeat cool. that either. <laughs> the market's just not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, but Oblivion, Oblivion 2, like such cool movies. And when he was in Romania with Elvira, when he I saw... sent me a photo and it was still there. The set is still in it's, Romania. It's still there in Romania? Shit. Yeah. yeah. Like he, they need to use it more often then. But Oblivion I... 3, man, why not? All these. Oblivion uh... 3. I... Owen crossed it over with those crazy uh, Danny Trejo horror westerns, the one where he's like a undead zombie outlaw killing <laughs> other outlaws. You know, the one, uh, something in darkness or whatever, but they did two of them. And when I instantly saw them, I was like, that's Oblivion 2.0 or 3.0, yeah. one of the two. <laughs> uh, but no, that that, that, is, that is a good point because he valued the sets and to his credit, not to be a diss on Roger Corman. He has his purpose, but I think I like him more than Roger Corman because it's less apparent when he does it. Like when he reuses Summon for his subspecies, he uses it for some other gothic hammer horror tribute. And same thing with these sets. Yeah, he uses them for basically all his transfers and subspecies and other movies. And sometimes he just does his own thing. And I'm like, see, that works too. Because <laughs> yeah. you're valuing all the people who worked on it uh, I've never heard of if I've heard of anybody who was stuck up. The closest we had was Misty Monday. And I think it's just she's over the top in general. But everyone else uh, who's been on his movies pretty much showed up on time because you hear all these other people on New World Pictures who were past <laughs> their prime. Like, I think I saw all this info on Vamp, which I forgot was a New World Pictures movie and how oh, Grace yeah, Jones, yeah, yeah. they had to shoot around Grace Jones just who would randomly just go on vacation without a moment's notice. <laughs> and that was just mind opening to me because it's like, oh man, that would not fly anywhere today. <laughs> no, no, no. Any of those. And nobody would even do that anymore. It was like the no last time, time you ever heard somebody give a shot to somebody. It was like when Robert Downey made his comeback, sort of comeback after his one rehab stint. I think it was in the late 2000s. I think it was. Yeah. I forgot what movie it was, but they basically made him like, get an insurance policy so it'd be like flake you would never even hear of that now like yeah i guess the closest is that ezra miller nut job that uh like that i don't think it, it wasn't like he wasn't showing up on set he was just like pseudo kidnapping a kid in vermont or something weird i don't know i mean that's why i'm harder on that movie versus batgirl is like test screenings don't. Oh, i want to see batgirl i do too i'm like test screenings don't mean shit they never have. They never will. I don't know why anyone still uses them other than for, like you say, insurance purposes. But yeah. why is it's like, you know, something's bad when people are both excited for the flesh and want it to fail because they hate the star and his shitty behavior. Yeah. And at the same time, the movie looks good. So it's just like we're in a lose lose situation here. <laughs> I know. No, they want it like with the Batgirl. I think it goes back to what you're saying. It's like. With those smaller pictures, smaller. Uh, I, I listen love that it. keyword. <laughs> smaller. smaller pictures, better. Uh, but no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot who. who what, uh, I think it was Dan Gordon. He was the director, of, like the '80s. I'm trying to think what movie it was, but 
he talked about when he was on the movie, they were basically telling him just to like blow money, like on whatever. Oh he was, they were basically money laundering through the movie he was making. They didn't even care if he made money. But it's funny, like it's basically like that sounds that's obviously a crime, but doing something like they're doing in Batgirl is sort of a crime too, in a way, because what they're gonna do is just write off that loss i put it towards something it's a I joke know. like just put the movie out it'll make them i guarantee if they put that movie it'll out make morbius charge... money yeah oh morbius. i completely yeah. if that movie made to the movie theater how can batgirl not make it and michael yeah. keaton's in that movie uh who else in that movie uh what's the best cool, right? but uh I'm... brendan fraser plays like flashpoint or one of those comic book guys i thought he played his robot character but that might be too Maybe, much, to I guess, but from yeah, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just like because the first thing everyone thinks when it's all said and done is don't talk smack about your material and have something on your demo reel. That's all you care about when you're a working hired gun. But yeah, that's that's why I detest it because I'm like, OK, let the people decide if it's good or not. Everything's reevaluated nowadays, but let's people put it on their resume instead of only a select kind yeah. can do it and then cock blocks say you cannot yada yada do this and all that and i'm like well, no 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 this doesn't work and yeah charles is really good also at just again these guys literally i keep going back to b5 because it's similar they rent out little places to use and then they go about their business and they're done by like six or eight at night and everyone has a chance to do something i'm like see that is magic people will remember those even when tim thomerson just is blunt yeah. making fun about what stupid movies he's done he's sincere and that's just part of his comedy routine and that just kind of gets everybody to just kind of just open up so you're not afraid of if you just say hey you know i, I love your work but i just couldn't get into that movie it there's no there's no harm done Unlike, yeah. like you say, with some of these other productions we talked about where someone did inevitably get hurt, like they killed their career or they decided, oh, yeah. hey, or they went to jail for embezzlement or they just said, yeah. I'm just uncomfortable in my shoes. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> well, <laughs> that sucks if you can't talk about it because it's kind of your job. <laughs> yeah, no, especially that, uh, that girl. I, I would know her name if I saw the movie, but for her, that sucks because that could have made her a life change. No matter what, it would have made her either a star, but even if it failed, she would have been somebody that could be in other things and get a role just for what she did. And that must have been a hard interview process. I'm sure it wasn't like, hey, we want you. It's over. I'm I sure hope there's a bunch of auditions. And said, yeah. give me a name to change and let me go from there because this was supposed to be it. And I didn't yeah. get it. And I'm sure The Rock is now going to start being picky because he's what you call the financial security mainstream celeb. But when you work on so many movies and people piss on it, that cannot be good for your mental health. And yeah, this is just where it gets just I'm trying to think of a better word to say it. <laughs> You've got to be able to just be happy about what you offer instead of just constantly just letting that failure weigh on you because it will disturb you. It will piss you off. It will annoy you to death. And you don't why why let that eat you up? You know. <laughs> yeah but yeah uh, uh even when charles just tries too hard i think the reason he appeals so much to as kind of evil dead or joe dante light is because he just 
it's not that he doesn't care he has no shame like any of these other comedians a lot of people like he's just when he posts something outrageous on social media you remember it and you just laugh your ass off because you're like (laughs) just what i needed man i don't know why that made me guffaw so hard it's really not even that well thought out but it's fucking hysterical (laughs) (laughs) now what are some of your like what what like do you remember like the earliest like movie that you saw? Obviously, when you were like more kids, female alien. Like, what was one? Female alien. That was the first one that you remember yeah. seeing. Really? <laughs> no shame. No, no shame at all. It's movies, man. I read about it in a TV guide. I'm like, when can I record this shit? Best? When can I? <laughs> when can I? When can I put the uh, v- VCR on? Will I get in record trouble? at Probably. one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> And then to just see, yeah, just I always saw posters of everything just at the video stores or showings uh, that they the initial run of Empire and Full Moon, like when they were Empire was closing down and then Foreign Full Moon was Paramount distributed a bunch of them. So there were plenty of other ones that factored into it that were just stupid beach comedies and other just killer doll movies and i never put two and two together realizing oh Stuart gordon was a gun for hire back in this day before he made reanimator and he did this and that and i'm like uh did you ever see arena i just somebody just posted it i put it to my videos (laughs) on tubi i need to watch it because i'm like the poster is so cool and i'm like how i've not seen it yeah i gotta watch it gets rediscovered like every other year for whatever reason there's just something just it's kind of like i mean he uses david d Contal and winorski a lot but he uses so many other guys to where it's just like you kind of can't eat their wacky characters in and of themselves to where it makes sense why they're all working together because yeah they really are all that wacky and i just find it funny because you never really know what they're gonna do and one of these days I'm hoping they do Dollman versus Jack Death from Transfers. Like that would be epic. You wouldn't have to do yeah. anything. Just have close Tim Thomerson in different wardrobe and get it done. <laughs> and I mean, he always think he always references it because he can't not. Like he did this stupid movie called Live Evil, which was him basically in that same mode, except he's killing vampires instead of zombies from the future. <laughs> and, oh, really? And he just guffaws like because. I was fortunate enough to talk about Jim Waffle, who worked for the longest time on some of those Foo Moon and Roger Corman works. But uh, basically, he's done some pretty decent B-horror films since then. And when when they ask him at this panel that's on the DVD, is like, uh, Tim's asked, what would you read in the script? He's like, well, it was fucking stupid. And I know I could do it justice. I'm like, that's a great answer. <laughs> that's a great. That is a great it's answer. You, stupid. you read a script and you get a fun with it. Like really, like that's what it's about. You're playing, you know. Like I interviewed Peter Jason, the big time character actor. Like Night ton of, of credits. Dead free man. Oh man. Uh, but when dude, whenever he, when he talked about like seeing, he was on arachnophobia and he saw Spielberg just like playing with the kids that were on set. And he's like, that's all I do. He goes, I t- say goodbye to my wife and I go play for three months on a movie, wherever I'm at. There's he's a like, it's all about having funny. Cause that's all it is. I mean, there's a reason he's a Walter Hill regular when he's not. Oh yeah. Walter Hill and Carpenter. Like that's Carpenter, they, they know. Yes. They know. He said, Carpenter gave the best gifts. 
uh, for sets, like at, like a leather jackets. <laughs> he said he had a cool one from. Uh, it wasn't they live. It was uh, man, which one? I think it was they live. I don't know, but uh, it's some cool. Uh, it's cool when you have those people because those are the best people in movies. Like obviously the stars are cool. But when you're watching a movie and you see that side character who's barely in it, but important, like given like exposition, and you're like, oh shit, I know that guy. That guy crushes. And then it's good to see a guy like Peter Jason or like Stuart Pankin. Stuart Pankin, or, you know, Tony like Todd, Lance Henriksen. Yes. I love Yancey Butler from Hard Target and Drop Zone. Yeah. And she's another one who, due to being a drunk, she's not often employed. But I'm like, see, everybody should give her more work because she's very, very kind, even when she doesn't have her shit together. But yeah, Patrick Kilpatrick. Like, there's so many you, good bad guys that are like, yeah, he was pretty cool. <laughs> But no, no, like there's so many of these people that you see in these movies that it's like, get them, get them back. They need to be more even like, just I, don't wear down their ego, but just let them know this is no loaded questions. Just <laughs> let them know, hey, I legit, I don't want to ask you for the time about your famous roles. I want to know why you inhibit them so well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And whatever you can do to just alternate description or adjective that you got to add and just let them know, Hey, this really is, I do actually legit care. This is not scripted. <laughs> Whatever you got to yeah, do yeah. to just, because I'm sure they've had plenty of just angry fans and other annoying shit to have to deal with. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm sorry. You've had that experience. It's going to unfortunately happen when you're on a convention scene, there's going to be people who touch you and you're like, uh, yeah, stop dude. <laughs> I'm not a zombie. I'm not a pet, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing so, how we gotta in order to have them open up we gotta remind them we're not one of the crazies who you avoid on a regular basis you know? <laughs> yes we're not one of the crazy we're not one of the crazies. we're not one of your co-stars who you still want to punch in the face of these days <laughs> <laughs> now, to, to, like i i mentioned before like your first one you remember there's like two because my buddy had older brothers so Puppet That's Master. How it happens. <laughs> Puppet Master is super early, but it's funny. Like I saw Puppet Master, not knowing it was Full Moon, All like the time until I got to be seven years older. Yeah. TV and AMC. AMC loved yeah. to show the first one for whatever reason. It was just easy to show, and <laughs> they're great. The the, uh, great. the stop motion just... animation they used to use. Obviously, now it costs more, and I get it. So I know it like, actually makes it creepier. You oh, if you dude, think about 100%. it, one hundred percent. Yeah, oh, I love it. It just costs a lot of money to take that many pictures and that much time on a set. Like I used to do stop motion as a hobby with like clay and stuff. And it's like, really, it takes like hours upon hours just to get like a minute. So I get why movies can't do it. But when you're watching like the newer puppet masters, you're like, I wish the they would move. I wish they would move. And I, I feel bad because I don't like comparing sequels or different types of movies because then like, it's one thing I don't like to do, but when there's like that one wrinkle in a movie that I think is so important, I'm like, oh man. But then at the same time, like prehysteria, like that movie, I remember so well because I saw that. And then the next year, Last Action Hero, that kid's in it. And he's also in uh, uh, Huck Finn, right? He's, yeah, he was a JTT in like the other kids' movie, the same kid. That was also what was cool about it. When they made a legit kids' movie, Kind of like Munchie. It felt like a legit kids movie you could actually show where the schlockiness worked instead of just being a stupid, you know, just 
very clearly very cheap you know made for tv movie you were never going to watch again you know? and they stopped it pretty quick they did it as moonbeam entertainment i'm cheating moonbeam. i have a list of them yes i have a list of them but no like remote like they had so many in a row and then they really just got they're Guess probably who just like, done we're not gonna do it anymore who matthew weiner that's right the head writer on sopranos and creator of Mad Men. that was one of Holy his shit. first gigs that's what I love. I love that about. That's what I love about these movies. He probably like, has even more hysterical stories about. It. I, I, I'll holy just guess. Shit. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's cool when people start. To, so here's my little. Obviously, this is just audio, but for you, Pet Shop, 1994, <laughs> Moonbeam Entertainment. Pet Shop, baby. Look oh that. man, that's a total Gizmo Grimlins thing, and shooted by Paramount. Love it. Look at look at look what the look I have not heard of looks. this. I want it. I want it already. <laughs> oh dude, it's about this girl that goes to a pet shop and all the things that are like creepy. They look like some they basically took the ones from and, the PG. and probably moved them around a little bit the way they <laughs> look. But no, but those are the movies that kids enjoy. Like nowadays, like there's no movies like that that are the family movies like None. a weird creature. Like my daughter, like we were talking about it before. I don't know if we we're recording it, but like Munchie. Mac and me, like my daughter loves Mac and me, and I'm like, I get why. Like, it's like this silly, creepy looking alien that's frightening looking, like, really, but so it's just stupid and it's fun. Nowadays, you don't get those movies, it's so rare to get a, a family movie to come out like that. I it can't happen every day, that's for sure. <laughs> I see so <laughs> many others who just, like you say, it's like it's kind of a lost art. I, I'm totally with that. It seems like nowadays. Unless it's just absolutely like just blows people's mind, disturbs them, or is just downright stupid. People just don't seem to be comfortable doing any of this. It's almost kind of like a lose-lose. And he's like one of the few who, even when he's trying too hard or gets someone who's not even good at making what they're trying to make, uh, he still remembers where he came from. And I think just having the family environment just helped him even more because it just reminded him, hey... Remember, you're here to entertain, not be a dick. <laughs> yeah. We'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous i don't even know where to anyways uh that'll do it from all of us here at culture shock thanks for listening hey it's brent pope the host of breakfast with brent pope you've seen me on some of your favorite tv shows saying things like give it up jimmy you gotta sink this putt to win on breakfast with brent pope i sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast or should i say breakfast every week on breakfast you get inside hollywood info and tips great breakfast wrecks and booty debates 
most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast sci-fi horror fantasy superheroes comedy action film television maybe some not so current events find us on itunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com cool thing about blind knowledge is we are in multiple countries we are worldwide all across the globe we are in the u.s we are in the uk we are in canada germany india japan we're in australia y'all blindknowledge.com now back to the feature presentation. Are you a fan of the Trancers movies? Oh, you know it, my dude. It, I yeah. even recommend everyone should see part four and five just because of how bad they are. And because that's where David I'm trying Nutter, to think who's in four and five. I, I interviewed Gregory S. Cummings, issues. who's in one of those, but I forgot which one he's in. I think he's I think in part three? two or three. Oh, part yeah. two, okay. Definitely one of the ones that has the super soldiers or Richard Lynch. But <laughs> yeah, he, to your point, he does seem, uh, Greg, Greg is lovely, but I always got him mixed up with the other guy who was on Bosch. Troy Evans? B- a barrel? Not, not barrel. Or, oh, he is the other one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, my Greg, bad. Uh, that is Greg. I get him mixed up with Shark Freelick, who's been in a lot of those other AIP movies. And uh, okay. but they were just kind of interchangeable because sometimes uh Shark did stunts and Greg did do a lot of physical job gigs, often playing a biker and everything before he got on yeah, other yeah. stuff like Cliffhanger and Bosch. But yeah, yeah, no, that, that that's a good point too, because like those guys they understand this business better than anybody. And they just remind everyone, Hey, they, they kind of have the same Jackson, Danny Trejo um, motive down to a T be the easiest thing about the production instead of the hardest thing. Don't ask for a trailer, you know, let other people eat first, you know, uh, or don't be a pig. Don't be a slob. And yeah, yeah. instead of yeah. just causing and suggest something instead of be like, Oh, I don't know. You're the director. Blah, blah, blah. You know, don't belittle people. And I think yeah. that's what too often happens nowadays. I see so many people just destroy each other to where they're just like, oh, you should direct. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, why go there? Yeah, you're not going to see movies do so well. Like, I've talked to some people that they mentioned, like, these big stars that they work with. And it's like, yeah, he had his own trailer, he had his own gym. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're talking about that movie that lost 100 million? Oh, okay. Because the, the, there's that camaraderie with filmmaking. Like, 
it could be a big budget movie or a, a smaller budget movie. But if the people aren't like getting along together, like even like trying to think of because because that's what's interesting about like Full Moon, which I they they have like these different like I would say in the last twenty years they're <laughs> primarily horror flicks for the right? most part, right? But the best they part, the, like they're just goofy fun without yeah. being like torture porn or just. Oh my god, I think I just saw someone actually die. Some of them are legit cool. Like they do have competent creature effects. I recommend especially the subspecies ones. But yeah, then there are other ones where they're just like, hey, it's basically again, our Ash Williams, our Gremlins formula. <laughs> yeah. Don't take Evil it Bong, the Evil Bong movie. Evil yeah. Bong, and then crossing it over with <laughs> Jack Death and um <laughs> What's the other one that's just crazy? Uh, Ginger Dead Man, that one? That's what it was, yes. Oh my god, I just saw five of those. They were a waste of time, but everyone should see them. Because <laughs> I think that the thing about it, I don't regret anything about them because they embrace their stupidity instead of just being too much for their own good. Because I see so many other people who, again, you know, you'll see them in interviews and they clearly weren't in on the joke like they took the premise so seriously and these guys they know instantly what they were doing since day one yeah and they embrace it and that pretty much makes the egos manageable and to your point on jim winorski taking it over i, I can only imagine what they're going to do next because once uh, you're done with Killbots, i'm sure they'll do a bunch of other crazy shit that they'll joke i would about. love for again like sequels to like like obviously i mentioned munchie but would love I don't know if you have the resources, but I love Return of the Swamp thing. Like Jim's take Ooh, on that movie. That yeah. was a cool movie. I don't know if he would do another one of that. They probably lost like, the DC license, but they yeah, could oh, definitely yeah, with Ferrari all the other... House Massacre. I would love another one of those. Like Doctor like, Madrid there's... was their Doctor Strange answer at the time. I'm sure they could do another knockoff with some of the other comic book authors and writers they hired back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think Jim could uh, could do that because people are like, obviously people are running those movies like like Big Fear Bus for a little bit was on Tubi, it was on like Prime for free a little bit, and then I think now it's back to. I think uh, he figured out after Prime is like I'm only gonna put like the violent ones on there. Anything that has sleaze or too much gore, you should just not even you know bother because they're gonna ask you to change it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too often. No, let's ho- let's hope we. Uh, we get some of those, but uh, it'd be cool because I know they wouldn't do a family type movie, but it's cool that uh, they did the Killbot movie. Shopping <laughs> yeah. Mall's a really good movie. Like I, I really enjoy that movie. So great cast, <laughs> people in it are great. The setting's cool. Crazy I, yeah. premise that they put robots in a mall that are gonna start killing people. But lightning bolts do, do a lot in horror, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> and given how Jim. Part of why people watch his crazy movies is because both he and Fred will do very self-deprecating DVD commentaries. Do you think uh, Charles will ever do something like that, or does he just stick to doing interviews because he's crazy busy? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he would. I don't know. That's a good question. I do like his interviews. He does a great interview. He's like very Charles, balanced. like his chat with uh, John Carpenter was really cool. Oh, I've so never I seen that. that. I've seen the Larry yeah, Cohen does... one. He has oh. the series that just came out. It might have started last year. And is it like Joe Dante's podcast kind of? 
it was more like Charles just sitting with the people talking. Like she oh, so just shit. like the Roger Corman one. Okay. It, yeah. So it was. Yeah, it was uh, John Carpenter. Bar- I think he interviewed Barbara Crampton. Like a bunch of different people. I'm like, this is so rad. Nice. And I, I feel it, it's crazy. Like I remember, like a few years ago, I was looking at like Full Moon because I interviewed somebody, and they worked for them. And there was like a list of like the before, like before, like any of the like the big the movies that they made it was the ones they produced and it was more like <laughs> the 70s the ones that go way back and it's so funny i talked to a couple people like their first movies were full moon and it's like so funny like they worked at full moon and like six seven years later they're directing like american ninja break into like your bull boogaloo for Canada, <laughs> and Furstenberg. Uh, but it's cool like these are where people get their starts it's either hey they're going to be in this for a while which isn't bad you're making movies you're having fun or you see these people that are in these movies and they skyrocket and they're like in something else within a couple of years i i can only imagine i mean and most of them are pretty thankful for that while others can be sometimes you know you never know what you're getting until it's too late but uh yeah but yeah for the most part most of them have had pretty lucrative careers and even I mean, people like C. Courtney Joyner. He's been working since the 70s. He's the zombie in the original Dawn of the Dead who burst through the window. <laughs> that iconic scene. Oh, wow. And all the times we've talked to him, I mean, he's even asked to do numerous uh, movies and documentaries. And he's a fucking delight. And often he'll just laugh it off. He's like, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, I, I would hope that careers keep being, coming out of it because even people who have been in them, I mean, you got nothing else. You got to just laugh it off. It is a goofy movie studio, and that's literally the only point. And I see so many other people, they will overthink it to death. Oh, my God, what were they thinking? I'm like, they weren't thinking. They were thinking about how to get this goofy movie done and make you laugh. That's how yeah. all they were thinking. Unlike anyone else. Who's probably going to be, I don't know, a piece of work. Because <laughs> uh, it, it really gets upsetting when you hear about people who got, like, they didn't get paid or they got injured and there wasn't any insurance on the low budget movie. And don't get me wrong, sometimes it can happen when you see, again, you mentioned Furstenberg, who's made 11 doing those American Ninja and New Image films. Uh, uh, I find it interesting seeing the guys who, uh, you know, have are responsible for Maniac and Maniac Cop as well as yeah. McBain and <laughs> some of those other movies because same kind of deal and that they, they all had different takes on how they did everything. But if they've had a departure or breakup, you know, it was going to happen eventually here and later. And Charles, the most he had was uh, Stuart Gordon just worked uh, differently and Brian Usna had a disagreement about what money he was owed, but. He's much of the same kind of guy where he does kind of deliberately trashy and over the top be pictures like the dentist and society. And yeah, he's yeah. kind of my I chatted guy. with him. Yeah, you did do a good job chatting with him. That's true. Um, oh, well, no, I wasn't saying that. I was saying I chatted with him. But thank you for the compliment. <laughs> but I thought you did. Wasn't there? A, it wasn't oh, no, no, I know. No, no, I did talk to him. No, no, I thought you said I thought you heard me say I did a good job with him. I thought you there wasn't an interview. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I interviewed him. No, 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 no. nothing. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, you're right. Uh, but, you know, when I talked to, 
him or even just thinking about I think that's where it might have came out. Maybe it was Sam, but looking at the movies he produced and just like Ghoulies Reanimator, uh, <laughs> like so many of those movies in the 80s, Dolls, Terror Vision. I forgot he done Dolls. For, and so see, like, that's the, the Power of Charles band. So like, which one of those do you consider more of a Charles movie and using as a gun for hire versus using as vision with bands money? You know what that's I mean? That's a great question. Yeah, like yeah. When you look at a Joel Silver production and say that's his money on the street screen and he had just as much say as the, you know, John McTernan or Walter Hill versus he just provided the explosions and everything else was just a lucky mistake. You know? Yeah. No, that's a good question. Cause it's so funny when you look at like the used the movies, like when he worked with Stuart Gordon, like Lions you look Gate. at like, <laughs> yeah, there's just like, there's such great weirdness in those movies. I think the special effects like uh scream mad George, like, like in society, like that end it was sequence. So hard to find a DVD copy of Faust, let alone a Blu-ray. Really? And I see so many people who hate it, and I had memories of it because I loved watching it growing up on Sci-Fi Channel. That was my introduction to Mr. Air Force One Wishmaster guy, Andrew Devon. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and seeing as that guy with the snake with the white hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's been in a few of them too, I think, uh, for Full Moon. Uh Hell, that would be the way to do it. Make him be the ultimate transfers villain. <laughs> but no, there's so many of those movies that he before Full Moon became Full Moon. It's it's pretty wild when you really think about it, how many things he worked on that people started on Laser Blast. I think it'd be like, blast as, I mean, it'd be like and, two or three people that started on that and then went on to be like special effects guys on like ghostbusters voice actors a ton of stuff. yeah they even had the balls to blow up like a star wars poster who does that in your movie <laughs> <laughs> leonard malton gave it a two and a half out of four that doesn't happen overnight <laughs> <laughs> uh many people saw that one for whatever reason on mystery science and have referenced the gun i think in doom and quake type games but yeah uh screaming mad George. Oh, yeah, that looks beyond. like it you know what that's right the gun from Laser Blast, because Steve Neal, who was in it, and he does special effects. I shot it with a while back, but he he uh, did like a full remodel of the gun and his really? like outfit he did. And you know what's funny? It does kind of look like does kind of look like that gun. The BFG, <laughs> maybe they they owed some money there. Because I mean. There's been all kinds of crazy video games that have referenced just bizarre, obscure, like, B-pictures. Like, every once in a while, you'll see The Simpsons reference Trilogy of Terror, which only a 70s telefilm or disaster movie addict would know about. I, I've seen video games that have referenced Killdozer, of all things. So, yeah, it, it kind of was... I, I'd like to think Laser Blast or Puppet Master is referenced in some capacity. I mean... I think the closest second you're going to get to him, if it's not Usna, might be Don Cascarelli. <laughs> yeah. The Beastmaster Phantasm guy. Because uh, they knew what they were, and they also, like, they weren't leaving it anytime soon. They're like, hey, I'm comfortable here with my own empire. And I, I applaud him for just deciding, I, you know, okay, video's taking over. I'm going to take over with digital stuff and be even campier. I mean, yeah. you can't decamp the sky <laughs> you can't <laughs> you can't make him be any less goofy than he already is i mean he's gonna insert he has the 
easiest gimmick in the world. Have beautiful people on the poster. Have something that promises crazy gory effects. And then have the slogan be a pun that you just can't help but just shit boulders guffawing at. Just it's so stupid. Like <laughs> half his movies, you will just guffaw. Like it's a win for him if you just back in the day. I mean, video stores don't exist anymore, but if they show up on Prime or Redbox, you're guaranteed you're going to look at the poster and guffaw about it for 20 minutes. <laughs> yep. No, I know. That's, that's, what, that's what the best part about the video store was, because <laughs> you could pay somebody to make like the greatest box cover art, have the greatest like, you know, synopsis on the back. And you're like, man, I'm going to write this. And then you're fucked, man. I don't, you I don't, know, so- if they, I don't know if they would ever be like, I mean, this movie sucked. They'd be like, sorry, man, you're 99 cents. We can't give it back to you. (laughs) Cause that's what it was. Like, it was cool because that's why I probably watched so many movies. I probably would never watch or like we had the illegal black box as a kid. So I would watch like whatever movie was on like HBO Showtime pay-per-view. So like, that's what I did all day long. That's Uh, all I would do. It's soak it all in the best thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it kind of makes you just more kinder to people for when you see them legit wanting to make an over-the-top goofy movie. I mean, for God's sakes, I already pledged 250 to an upcoming Cynthia Rothrock, Don the Dragon Wilson martial arts western. I was like, oh, nice. Richard I don't care Norton it, is in that cast now, too. Yes, he is. I don't give yeah. a shit if it's a hunkin' pile. Just something good is bound to come out of that, even if there isn't. You know what I mean? Because... We seem to have this subculture now where if it's not A24 or Marvel, people want to shit on it. And it's like, no, 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 that is gatekeeping. That is just as bad as gatekeeping before there was such a thing as gatekeeping. Yep. It's just like, every because uh, when you watch these goofy movies, it kind of just makes, reminds you about how these are literally the same as a big giant blockbuster like Deep Blue Sea or Indiana Jones. It's just, Love those two choices. Well, it's just, it's very particular. I know. I, I agree. I agree with you. Star yeah. Wars, Alien, Predator, Jason, Freddy, you know, it's just like there's, they're literally a B picture, but they got a bigger budget. Yeah. Versus these, which are filmed for 10,000, which used to be the magic number. <laughs> yeah. To quote Pee Wee Herman. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. When I saw that Kickstarter for them, I'm like, that's so cool because. Cynthia and like those movies, she did a ton of movies over the years, but like so those late eighties, nineties, early nineties, this was like so such a good like so like sweet spot for her and, and Richard when they were working together. They're, they're all good movies. three of them are so positive. So yeah. many others would have taken it themselves too seriously or been butthurt by people being pricks and it's like, yeah, if you're good. Just mind your business. Eventually, you'll get fans who do want to see your goofy cyborg killing movies, you know, or fight to the death movies. It it just seems like so many others have just become stuck up over the years to where they're just impossible to work with or they just they can't not talk shit like they will just do the whole I was Chucky Chan before it was cool. It's like, what? it doesn't have to be a rivalry. There doesn't have to be any hater rig. You can just make what you love. You can coexist. You can then not be in the you know exactly room for everybody. Yeah, there's Marvel, there's DC, together. then there's Dark Horse Comics, and then there's Full Moon Comics and Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love too. Is they really they really have done some wacky comic books 
for some of their goofy movies. <laughs> it's pretty funny that they didn't do Ghoulies Go to College. Like, I was pretty shocked that they right? didn't do that. Because <laughs> in that, there is a comic book. And it's funny, they did something that Full Moon would do, would be to have their creatures in a movie, like, totally change what they do. Because in the second, first, second one, they don't talk. In the third one, they're talking and drinking beer and hanging out and oogling college girls and shit. You're like, this is something that they, Full Moon would do. Right? But I'm, I was they're shocked. the only it. one for that matter. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, no, I'm... This has been a delight talking about this with you because I see so many others who just... They just want to be shedheads about just look how fake it is. It's like, do you actually get off of that of telling people they suck? Yeah, no, it's that's what I I, get it. That's what it's about movies. You watch a movie, and I think that's what's good about me and Jamie. Like, he's very he loves he loves just great movies, and that's fine. And and he sometimes I can yeah, I, I sometimes I can get him to appreciate it, like. I mean, like sometimes in the beginning, he's like, I didn't like this movie. No, when he's talking about it, he does have some glee in his voice. I get see the twinkle in his eye when we record. I'm like, I think you sort of like this movie because there's some parts that he, like, (laughs) even when we just did Oblivion 2, like in that movie, there's some silly stuff. Is it? It's so like breaking the fourth. Yeah, thank you. But it's like breaking the fourth wall of the, like, hearing Sulu say, beam me up scotty and he drinks gene oh, in, yeah. in, in oblivion it's like to me that's amazing like that is so funny and i love that uh sam loved doing that like he would like want he wants to do, he told me like hey i would love to do that in the lifetime and hallmark movies just have the random guy at the bar be somebody that i loved in the 80s and 90s but they won't let him do it a thousand percent like they're that's all they got left is these off-color jokes like when Fred tries to make his dialogue even more stupid, that is amazing. And how he yeah. and Jim, did you ever hear about how he and Jim had a running gag where they saw how many Starship Troopers actors they could work with? No, really? <laughs> they got so many Hallmark and Lifetime movies that they were able to work on with Van Dien, Muldoon, and Denise Richards. <laughs> and this is, oh my God. I feel, like Jim, I feel like Jim worked with Muldoon. One of them, he, because... Jim yeah. for a little while was doing family movies for like, like, like the last like fifteen years. Doing like, yeah. Charles is the last one. Charles is the last one with any sense of humor and wanting tits in every other scene. So yeah, there, it makes sense that they want to get along and they can put up with each other's goofiness. And there it is. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what you need. You need somewhere that that people can. Do what they want, like do what those eighties movies were. Make like a Porky's, make like Porky's. those type of ridiculous make a pumpkin head Wishmaster type. Yeah, movie. help, better yet, yeah. Make Wishmaster five. Team up make with Lions Wishmaster. Make that. Make it. They might be the only ones who can actually put up money for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, even when there is a stupid Puppet Master movie that is just too dumb for its own good. You have fun with it because kind of like Albert Pion is kind of the experimental part art house, part B-movie guy with ambition. Band is kind of the drive-in circuit who made direct-to-video, made-for-TV stuff fun. Like, 
if you were to even take away like half the sleaze and violence in half his movies, they would almost look like an X-Files or Star Trek <laughs> episode, if not a Emmanuel, you know, less hard movie. You know, it's just interesting how it's all worked and everybody's been exposed, no pun intended, to their movies at one point or another because they're just like you say they were on pay-per-view and showtime and skimax all the time oh yeah dude like... you're watching them all the time and you know what'd be great like it's so funny we're talking about like when it comes to like the marvel the a24 like those are the ones that people see and those are the ones that you have money. to see it man oh i know and i haven't seen any of more i think i've saw maybe captain i Oh no! I didn't see Captain America. I saw the first Iron Man. In the saw the Albert Pyong classic. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, we did cover Captain America too, where it's sad that uh, uh, Christopher Lee was the bad guy in the movie. Yeah, he didn't even have a bad guy name. His name was just it was a Spanish leader. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a Spanish name, and like, and his thing was he was going to age everyone. So he was like making it rain, like this toxic <laughs> stuff that was making it ready age. And Captain America was painting uh, a picture of a cat, and his best friend was an old lady. It was bizarre. <laughs> and he lived in the van, so yes. like he went to his van, and the the motorcycle flew out. But uh, I'm gonna no, re-listen like... to it. I swear, <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. But uh, that I once told Red Brown. You are the best Captain America, and he gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Well, he was fun. He had fun with the role, and it was so campy. And that's what I think it would have been cool if we got to see a lot of those movies, like watching the old Incredible Hulk. Like it's campy, it's like fun to see it that way. But no, my point is like I would love for like Charles for or Jim for that matter, whoever's directing it, uh, to have like a terrifier two moment. Oh, you might. For one of those movies to, you know, like, because I think that's like, I think that's game changing, like for Terrifier 2, because it just got announced they're going to do Terrifier 3, which, of course, that makes there sense. You go. <laughs> but I think for those guys, and they signed on with a big agent. So that, that's the way it should be. You should be able to nail that quote unquote B independent movie and Something, then move man. up, you know, like in sports. <laughs> you do good in the minor leagues, you should get brought up. So I just think these uh, these movies just need to uh, get that buzz again because the reason Terrified Two got all that buzz was because there was reports on like ABC and NBC about people passing out of movie theaters. Yeah, and I'm like, that's so bad. It worked. It worked. <laughs> and like you say, there is room for everybody to have their day in the sun, but there's even oh, more yeah. for them to at least. I mean. Frightmare and some of these other conventions will gladly screen it. This is like, see, that's just as cool as going to the theater. Yeah. Because you're sitting down with other like-minded people and you know what you're in for. It's kind of a party in and of itself. You're you're not only watching the movie, but you're also watching other geeks react to it. So it makes yep. it even more meta instead of, yeah. oh, well, I'm feeling uncomfortable, you know, because these people aren't getting it. <laughs> and I'm yeah, laughing I like a psycho at it. But yeah, no, uh, Terrifier 2 was a good, I think it's, I think it's breaking the mold. It's reminding people we can all watch cheesy B-movies without getting annoyed of them trying too hard to be silly or schlocky. There's no telling where it's going to go from here, but I, I do hope, like you say, that there is a second coming for it all instead of just, oh, well, you can't like that. Uh, yes, I can. 
It just did. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking yeah, no, about? We just gotta we just need somebody else to nail it. Like somebody else <laughs> to uh to have another type of movie or even like a low budget like comedy to hit. Yeah, that hasn't happened in a while either, but Fingers crossed it does, because then it gives people an opportunity, and uh, it'd be cool if it was uh, a full moon movie that just like maybe sp- subspecies five. I think that comes out <laughs> soon, right? It, it is, and I can only help that they do some other versus match. I mean, because I mean you you covered Freddy versus Jason, so I mean, yeah, they're, oh they're no, bound that's to the do cool. another fun mashup. I mean, uh, I even joked the other day they should do make fun of the cocaine bearer craze that was unexpectedly. Well, they already did. There's already two movies greenlit for that. There's cocaine. There's meth, meth gator. And I forgot what the other one was, but uh, I don't know who's doing meth gator, but I'm like, you know what? That's, that's what, that's what these movies are. Like for the most part, like the B movies in the eighties, you, you see like, how about like just thinking about the poster for what is it? Sleepaway camp two or three. (laughs) <laughs> on the poster she has a backpack with freddy's glove and jason's mask and, you're and like, then imply that they're in the same universe blam i do it i know it's so funny <laughs> oh man man oh man so ah, where can we find the good the bad and the sequel other than pod oh, you can f- where can you find well you find it anywhere you find it on spotify uh, i make it easier uh to tell people just go to sequelsonly.com. <laughs> it was a lot shorter than doing the good, the bad, and the seagull.com or just trying right. to use the first Less letter keywords. each thing. But yeah, and uh, at He's Twitter, cinematographer Ron Schmidt, Kathleen Kinmon, yeah. just about oh, so many Kathleen fun ones. Kinmon. Yes. Even I, I fell I, in love in an hour. I fell in love. And especially when she told me she was with the 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 bassist from who uh, that group that did the song Butterfly, Crazy Town. <laughs> and his name was Doug. And I'm like, Oh, this is something. Yeah. But no, yes. she was really cool. She is. No, it's anyone you uh like you the people you talk to, anyway that gives you the time of day, you know, obviously for the most part, 99% of the time, you're it's gonna be a good conversation. And when you get them to enjoy it and then they open up to you, like there's probably stories that people have told us. There's really down to earth guys that like movies, they're telling you stories that nobody ever probably heard before, and you're like this yeah. is freaking cool. Like I didn't know Brian Usna and Stuart Gordon like wrote Honey I Shrunk the Kids and it was called Teeny Weenies. Like why, <laughs> why would I know that? And they were gonna do it, but Stuart got sick. So then they really just got like story by credits. But uh yeah, so you can find us at sequels only on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Actually, I mean, I hope you guys work with some of the other guys who do all the Blu-ray special features because this is you know. You're you're just natural storytellers. I mean, I guarantee you the main actress in Hellraiser 5 hasn't talked since the movie came out. You know, it's like she kind of gave up acting. So it was so cool for you to just give her what she's been doing since then, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, like well, who who think the model from uh, Deal or No Deal was <laughs> a creature that was shoving her hands into... I forget his name. He's such a good actor. I like him too. Uh, I, yeah, I'll read Joe something, I think. But <laughs> yeah, no... <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, no, you're right. It's it's it is pretty cool that these people like have this opportunity to they made uh, their living doing this. Heck yeah, man! They have good no memories. <laughs> they used it as no part of their regrets. stand-up act if that was their second gig. <laughs> yeah. But thanks, Cam. This has been great, man. I love talking. Anytime. to you. I was uh, just saying, I'm talk movies and uh, and Goofy. full moon, and uh, now it. you have to go find this. I think it's on Tubi. Headshot. 
I promise you, I will watch. That's your homework. You have to. uh, It's a it's hard moving into a new town. Ninety four. Boom. Yeah. Second result that just came up. She she's from. Oh, nice. Okay, so she's from New York and she moved to Cactus Flats, Arizona, and she goes to a local pet shop and the rest is history. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks, Cam. Uh, uh, thank you, man. Uh, this I was looking for so much forward to this chat this whole oh, weekend because okay. I just knew it was going to be a party. Someone who is ready to jam isn't going to poo poo anyone for doing stupid oh, yeah, movies, dude. and it's just going to flat out just say, Keep being crazy. <laughs> oh, dude, just go with it, dude. I fucking I've mentioned some weird ass shit that when we're doing the episodes that I love improv, I, I go off on the weirdest tangents. Because you think about these movies, it's not like, weird. It's you, could... dude. You oh no, it is you. me. But I'm weird. I'm I'm I'm, I, I, I'm totally fine not with weird. that. You're embracing you. Don't me. shame yourself. Please don't. I, I know bad. you don't mean harm on yourself. You're not. Oh no, you're not endangering yourself. But I mean, really, don't love who you are. <laughs> I, I love me. No, my wife. I always look at myself in the mirror and say, "But uh, this is from Joe uh, Gonzalez. Here are two, Doug. Charles would be proud of you." I know I am. Well, and you also, I love, there's nothing better than talking about just how crazy certain movies are. Uh, when you were just going through trying to make sense of all the crazy characters in Psycho Cop 2, that made my day. Oh, I know. That is what I want to know. And unfortunately, how this get made doesn't really seem to want to talk about it anymore. I'm like, guys, this is interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You, you're a big How Did This Get Made fan? Oh, totally. But nowadays yeah. they don't really seem to do as much research and that kind of bugs me I'm like, yeah you know what's funny I, yeah you know what that's why i like uh <laughs> jamie's a big fan of the live i like the i like all the episodes but i like in the studio because i feel they do more front to back and that's what i like yeah to do. they get a little like, when we review a movie we go in order <laughs> uh but they used to do that like in the so i watched i listen to a lot of the old ones but uh <laughs> you're right no i i do miss the research and the behind the scenes stuff I mean, to even have some of the same guys who were on the movie, that that was what killed me every time. Like, you seriously got them in the audience and told everyone in the audience, shh, shh, we're going to call in you. Just don't say anything for the next, first hour. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, dude, Ladybugs? Movie. When they had the girl from Ladybugs in the Lady audience? Ladybugs and uh, The Room. And they had your sister yeah, oh, yeah. on there. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> the greatest ever on there. I don't know. I I pay for Stitcher. Pe- you know, it's funny. I pay for Stitcher pe- premium. But I'm not even joking with you, Cam. I I paid for it like three years ago, one time, and I <laughs> and I have it and I have it for free forever. I guess. But no, that when uh, what's his name, uh, Blake, was doing those interviews for like only twelve episodes, but he was doing those. How did this get made? Interviews, and one of them he calls Mel Brooks. If you haven't listened to that, it's. Amazing. He talks about doing. how solar solar babies almost put him like oh he almost lost his house because of solar babies. Those are amazing. Please. Uh so yeah. it's Stitcher, Mel I've seen something. It's extra Mel Brooks. That's yeah, they one. should be um I forget the name of them, but uh, I'm sure you know what? For the most part, like if you can't find it on there, they're usually on YouTube. Like <laughs> Mel Brooks. <laughs> How did this? Oh, how did this get made? Okay. Yeah, I don't know if they're called something else, but uh, um, yeah, 
understand why the fuck isn't on there. Come on, man. <laughs> but it's definitely, it's definitely Come on. on Stitcher. But uh, no, they're pretty good because he talks. Earwolf, a uh, conversation with Mel Brooks, 2016. Got it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No, you'll enjoy it. It's pretty cool because he really talks about like how he was tricked, not tricked, but like filming in another country, thought he was going to make money on it. And then he was like losing money because they were using too much film and he had like mortgage. It's pretty cool. It's pretty wild. And Those are the it's best great because stories. he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. He just they get starts it off. <laughs> oh, totally. But he like right from the beginning, he goes like, I'm going to tell you the greatest story you ever heard. And then he doesn't. <laughs> and he barely talks for the rest of the thing. It's just Mel Brooks going for 45 minutes. Or <laughs> good stuff. But the other ones are good too. Like uh, he interviewed Kelly Maroney, which is good. I think oh, it's the yes. Dan Gordon. Dan Gordon is really good because it's like two or three. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who talks about the mafia. Because <laughs> he he directed some cool movies too. But yeah. yeah. And then just the fact that all these goofy guys, in a way, kind of made all these other famous celebs kind of gave them the best experience ever. And it's an experience no one ever asked them about. And yeah. Like you say, yeah. That they found the create most creative ways to kind of drive some of the shady sleazy guys in the industry out of business to where they won <laughs> just by humiliating them with humor. They <laughs> they survived. It was like, hey, you gotta take a pay cut, you gotta work for me. No, I'm not. Okay, fine, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm gonna find chapter eleven. <laughs> is this humor solves everything. It clears everything. the room. It makes you work harder on your ethic, and then it can work as part of your method of however you make a living. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Where are you from, Cam? Are you from the West I'm Coast? I'm from crazy Dallas, Texas. I got family in San Francisco. For those who can't watch our video, oh yeah, um, you're Central Time. Oh, so you're in Dallas. Nice, dude. I just got back from a uh, family gathering in Ann Arbor. <laughs> it... Where are you from originally? Are you from Dallas? Yes, I am. Nice. How about yourself? You Ohio native or Jersey? Native? No, but Jersey. Jersey. I'm from Jersey. Yeah. Jersey, born of the mafia. <laughs> but uh, I blame yeah, dude. Sopranos. Let's connect. You should. Uh, uh, in the next few months, I'll I'll shoot you a message and I'll, I'll send some uh, movies. You should come do a review, dude. Sure. It'd be fun. Well, uh, I'll I'll find out vacation time. I'll find something. <laughs> totally, dude. But no, 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 definitely, dude. Because uh, yeah, you're like me. Like just say whatever comes to, to your mind. You know, don't stop going. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. <laughs> oh man. Oh, what are you gonna do after we finish? <laughs> recording what, what am i gonna do right now i think i'm going to uh, <laughs> i gotta watch the kookiest movie high <laughs> no you know i gotta finish cliffhanger i haven't seen cliffhanger in a long time that's why when you mentioned that before about greg oh i guess sometimes i randomly watch these movies and it's people i talk to in it and i don't even think about it but uh it's so funny like how underrated john lithgow is as a bad guy he oh, yes. murders he murders his girl yes he and does. that is like insanity the way he does it too now I'm the only pilot here. Like, whoa. Uh, it's solid. I love those movies. Like Seagal, like <laughs> those those movies, that era of that 80s, 90s action movie. I can't get enough of it. 
uh, Ricochet, all, all those other just crazy movies that you're like, this was a thing. Piper, like the Piper movies. I I went through a Piper binge last week. I did a double feature of They Live and Hell Comes from uh, Frogtown, and you're like, fuck, man, what am I watching? But it's like so good. I don't know. But uh, um, and, and the fact that it's it can happen still. Like you can still oh, know, these people. You can be on a Blu-ray special feature <laughs> or commentary track. Frogtown, man. I want to do a Frogtown sequel. There's two of them actually. Right? Oh, let's do They Live Again. <laughs> We're gonna do Roger Piper tribute. Wait, there's then, a they live again. No, I'm just saying let's make it a reality. If oh, make do, it! I was if like, we're gonna make shit, singles like, to Roddy Piper movies, man. I mean, who would you consider? I think Bautista's as close as we can get to. Roddy who would Piper. be the Piper guy? Uh, yeah, I'm trying Maybe to think if there's any like heelish Show, wrestlers now. Adam Copeland. Some of those guys have finally lowered their Copeland. Ego. Yeah, Copeland's uh, doing. Uh, he did Money Plane, right? That I mean, but. For fuck's sake, he was on the last three seasons of Vikings. The dude was so accomplished. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hell, it's have awesome him cam. be an evil bong, yeah. uh, oh, bong 13. I don't know. <laughs> Anything's possible. Yeah. But you rocked this episode. You dominated it. Everybody, check out Doug's show. All he right, aced man. it. on the web on facebook twitter and instagram the podcast is available on podbean spotify iHeartRadio, anchor apple and anywhere else podcasts are available feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites thanks a million for listening it's a jack-tuck.